Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of these daily podcasts. I know, listen, I, I'm, I, I'm getting the vibe. I, I'm feeling like I'm saying too much. So it's nice that any of you continue to listen, that you tune in whenever you do tune in. And listen, all you got to do is tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. We're also on YouTube. Hi, YouTube land. If you're not watching on YouTube, go check it out. Give it a shot. Get subscribed. Hit that button and get involved. All you got to do to, if you're enjoying the show, all I ask, subscribe, tag a friend in the videos. Uh, there's a many different, I deal in many different currencies. Tag a friend. Subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to my Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, make it your Instagram story. Support the sponsors, Bubala. Support the sponsors. Every week we have a new group of sponsors. Every week they're offering you free money to use their product. So if their product helps you, then you let them help you with the promo codes and you help me because they're all, we're all touching each other's nuts. That's what we're doing. Little tickle there, little tickle here, little tickle there, and that's us. That's me with the sponsors and you. Just one big payment orgy. So that's enough from me. Let's go to the emails. Going to do some emails, charcuterie chat, quick hit questions, and we're out of here. Too aggressive? Jared, your advice is always so good. Would love to know how you think I can recover from this. Went on three dates with this guy. Haven't hooked up yet, but last date had a very sexy makeout. Ooh la la. That was last Wednesday. He then tried to make plans for Friday, but I wasn't free. He's been texting and keeping in touch. Last night, this happened, and I think I was way too assuming and aggressive. Do you agree? How does this make a guy feel? How do I recover from this? Is it salvageable? Really like this guy and think this was just a dumb move on my part. So then she sent some texts. Let's take a look. He wrote, come eat some I ordered too many, so I'm assuming this is some sort of food. She wrote, LOL, it's 11. I have blank downstairs. He writes, so true. I do too, but it was closed, so I ordered Uber Eats. Psh, 11 is past your bedtime, eh? She writes, no, I'm just not feeling this booty call vibe. And he wrote, well, not the intent. She wrote, well, then call me on Monday. He wrote, yes, ma'am. She had a blushy face emoji. She asks, would love to know how you can recover from this. I think she acted perfectly. Perfect. This is what I'm talking about. And, and, and I understand the fear. The fear is, oh, I don't want him to, I, I don't want him to think I assumed he's just looking for a booty call. He's texting you at 11 to come eat some food at the privacy of his apartment. And it, it doesn't matter what his intent was. The vibe you got, the vibe you got, the feeling you got was this feels booty call-ish. And it's an admission that you are 
in a romantic situation with him. At some point, you believe this will be the... You're living in the reality of this relationship. You've been on three dates. You had a sexy makeout. You are rightfully thinking of this relationship in a sexual way. That's great. That's your... That's that's part of this whole thing. But you're also right to want it the way you feel best about it. And in this situation, you said to him, I'm not coming to your house at 11 o'clock to just eat some of your leftovers and then probably get into a situation where we have a sexy makeout and maybe go further than I want in a way that doesn't make me feel good. I think this is you telling him your standard. And I think so many people could look at this and I understand a lot of people write to me, they go, was I too aggressive? Was I too much? You might lose him. He might look at this and go, ah, we did three dates and she wouldn't come over and now it's going to be a lot of work. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. Sorry, dude. I'm not coming over at 11. That's not the type of relationship that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a call on Monday that involves a plan. And I think there's two ways. I know the way I'm explaining it, you're like, what a fucking piece of shit. No, no, no. They went on three dates. They're having a flirty text. Come over. And she said, that's a, not for me. Nothing personal taken by, not for me. Want a plan. Would come over in another circumstance. Put it back together. Regroup. Come on back. He may regroup and not come back. And that's okay. He's not leaving you. He's leaving the situation. But what she did, this is, this is how you play the game. Now. If she was like, I do want something casual, going over, if someone's out there is like, why wouldn't she go over at 11? She, what's wrong with her? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going over at 11. I'm saying this wasn't the flavor of relationship that she was looking for, and she told him, she communicated, well, then call me Monday. And he said, yes, ma'am. There's no recovering. This is just you. This is you setting your standard. This is a, a win. Ding, ding, ding. Ring that bell, Shelby. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do another one. I, I, I'm really excited about how that one went because I think that can be helpful for other people as well. My boyfriend's dog sucks. Jared, love your podcast and the YouTube channel. It's been a great way to pass the quarantine time. So, my boyfriend and I've been dating for a few months and I dated someone who I felt is. I've been dating a few months, and I haven't dated someone who I felt so compatible with in years. The only problem is that the dog is very problematic. I'm a huge dog person. I have two dogs, and all my friends and families go to dog sitter. Uh, and, and I'm all my friends and families go to dog sitter. I've even had parties with 10-plus dogs at my house. I really haven't met any dogs I didn't love and who I wouldn't want to welcome into my home and life. My boyfriend dogs, however, have some really conserving behavioral issues. She's dominant and aggressive towards most other dogs and does not like kids. He has friends and siblings with young kids that she's constantly, consistently tried to nip and bite. She gets along with my dogs for the most part, and they play well together, but they are def definitely submissive and timid when she's around. She has had issues with almost all other dogs I've seen her around, including serious aggression towards my siblings. Very timid dog. Recently, I was watching a friend's dog, and they got in a fight, and she bit my boyfriend pretty badly. And when he pulled them, when he pulled them away, I should also mention that she has tons of other annoying problems that alone wouldn't be a deal breaker. But in combination with the aggression, it's just too much. The dog is over a year old and still isn't potty trained. 
We crate her uh, when he's at my house, but she still pees in the crate and doesn't trust strangers, so we have to revolve our day around how long we can leave her home in the crate for. I have some fr- I have friends and family who come by and let my dogs out with no problems, but don't feel comfortable with her because she growls and snaps at them. She's already she's also a bad jumper and is terrible on walks. I love my boyfriend and I want a future with him, but I can't see past these major issues with the dogs. I know he loves her so much, but I feel she can cause uh, like she causes him more stress than happiness, and I'm thinking it might be in his best, his and the dog's best interest to rehome her to an environment where she can be the only dog and where they won't be any kids. My question is, how do I tell him how I feel? I don't want to break up with him, but I also don't know if I'd ever see a future with the, this dog, and I certainly wouldn't feel safe putting myself in between a fight to pull her away. I want kids someday, and I'm also going to have a dogs in my life, and I don't want to tell him how uh, all this without him feeling attacked or defensive. I know I'd feel terrible if someone tried to tell me to give up on my dog, so I really just want to be able to bring up the topic for consideration without it sounding like an ultimatum. I know this isn't a decision I can or want to make for him, but I feel like this dog is a source of so many stresses in his life, and now our relationship, any advice would be greatly appreciated. I think it's funny because this st- people are very judgy of how others take care of their dogs. Um, just in general, and because everyone, especially people who own their own dogs, they look at someone else and they go, Oh, look at they don't uh you know, you know and and listen, I am what I've realized is that there's no good way to tell someone I don't have a dog. Um I also I grew up with a dog. I was very like removed from the dog. That, so that again, I was I was like fine with the dog, but that, I know there's people listening and watching going, "Well, Jared fucking hates dogs." No, I I'm fine with dogs. I I I just I think I'd be good with my own dog and I'm just like other people's I'm like Good, good for you. It seems like a nice thing, but I don't really have a relationship with it. Whatever, this isn't about me. My point of all this is here's what you go to him. You go, A, I think you need to like give him the options. You don't, I don't think anyone wants to be told what to do with their animal. I think they're, that's the bond. I think it's when it's your dog, you feel what, what people, the reason people get so caught up about their dogs is because it's a reflection of you. So he might feel a certain sense of failure when you say, well, your dog jumps on everyone's pee in the crate. It's, 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 it's biting everything. It's a monster. It's a menace to society. Like, you can't do it that way. What you have to say is kind of uh, speak to how it's not helping his life. Just like you said. You, it, in the beginning of this email, I was like, oh, she's judging how. No, but then towards the end, I was like, yeah. You're right. This does feel like it would be a burden on him. And I, I don't think this is seen as a failure. This is just seen as, you know, I, I, this dog just isn't the match for you. And I would go to him. I'd go, hey, um, I, I know this is really hard to say, but are you enjoying this experience with this dog? How do you feel this is going with you, me, the dog, and my dogs? How do you feel like it's going? And he'll, he has to admit, well, this is hard. I didn't think this. I didn't think. Get him talking. Get, and then say, do you think we can get a better, maybe a trainer, and we all work together with the trainer? Do the, give that option. Hey, let's bring in what, the dog whisperer. The, you know, bring in one of those people that are like shh, 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 whatever they do, and you bring and you bring that as an, and you say, hey, why don't we work together to make this dog work? And then, you know, this he might look at that and go, ah, I don't know, maybe. And then you go, well, and then you also bring up the option of rehoming the dog. Well, this is so. I think when you say to someone, "You need to rehome this dog. You fucked up. You didn't train enough." That's very like I, I would see those fingers pointing at me, and I'd be like, "Get the fuck away from me! It's my dog. I, we have a good relationship." Until you showed up, it, it could turn into that. So I think 
giving him, getting him talking, going, how do you feel it's going with you, me, and this dog? Because I'm like, I, I have my feelings, but I just want to hear how you feel. He'd have to admit to some problems with the dogs. I don't know if he would make it as serious as you because it's his. And then you say, well, I think there's some options here. We find a trainer that specializes in aggressive dogs. And then when he's talking about it, you can go, well, you know, he did bite the kid. And, the, and the, you know, like, I, that sounds funny to even say and not realize. But like, and he is with my, I think with the dominant submissive things, that can get too caught up in uh, opinions. You need to start in facts. The facts are the stories. He bit you there or she bit you there and. It, it attacked that dog, and then and it, so that discussion just stay in facts, and then bring options. I think there's trainers for speci- uh, that specialize. In, maybe we send the dog. I, I don't know. I'm speaking out of my ass now, but like maybe there's a place to send the dog away to get some sort of treatment. I, I would assume that has to exist. Um, but then also bring up the rehome option, and I think that is the 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 pathway towards this conversation where it's not personal. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. A past fling comes back. Help. Jared, I love the podcast. Been listening for a while. Even took an old friends with benefits with me to your live you up show in Vancouver. He loved it too. Thank you. I love Vancouver. Now that they have Uber. Uh, about a little over a month ago, I started to hang out with an old fling. He started talking to me consistently every day, starting around two months, and we have been hanging out once a week for just over one month. We met three years ago at a bar while I was on vacation, and he was actually moving out to Vancouver that spring. We went on a few dates and slept together for a couple of months until he said he didn't want anything serious, and he ghosted me. He, Well, that's kind of weird. I don't want anything serious, and then he ghosted you? I guess... I don't want anything serious. Then he went on a few dates and then, okay. He ended up getting a serious two-year girlfriend right after that. LOL. That's how it goes. Uh, He has since apologized and we have had multiple long conversations about what happened. Whenever we hang out, he always sleeps over and we have intense cuddle sessions all night. He won't let me sleep without cuddling him. He has attempted to have sex once but has respected my boundaries of not feeling comfortable doing so at this time. Why has he come back into my life? I'm not sure how to pro- uh, proceed with him and ask him wh- what the fuck he wants. Any advice or uh, insight would be helpful. So I would say to you, and I'm going to be very honest with you, the answers in this email, because I, I think what happened is he, the, the, the reason you hooked up before is the reason that he's trying to hook up again. This guy went to a new town, had someone in the new town that was friendly to him, you. You guys hook up, then he says he doesn't want anything serious, he goes, and now he goes into the dating pool. Goes into the dating pool, realizes things aren't so easy there, but he doesn't really have the excuse of the new town. He ends up in a relationship, ends up breaking up. Now he's in that same town where he's only really dated as a single person once. He realizes, again, dating is not that easy, and he came back to a friendly, you. During a quarantine, again, you were, I'm not saying you're easy. I'm saying your situation to talk to you was easy. During quarantine, during a, during a pandemic, you can't go find new people. So he's like, oh, who do I go back to? Oh, and, he, and cuddling you means nothing. It's convenient to cuddle you. You're in the same bed. He didn't have to make an appointment and try and travel to you. He had to travel across the bed. So I understand where that can be confusing because you're like, wow, he treats me like a girlfriend. 
he treats this is how he dates this is how he meets women he treats them like girlfriends and then decides and he gets them as he gets them towards the zone of girlfriend then he goes oh i want out that's something most people do but again the idea of apologizing to you in multiple conversations the only conversation should, from you should be hey i'm down you're a cool dude i, I i'm cool with you but you know, you're going to have to date me like we just met. And it doesn't sound like that's happening. And it sounds like you're talking about him apologizing for past transactions, uh, past problems and past ghosting, but it doesn't make, seem like you're making him make efforts to renew this. And I, to me, this is someone that will probably do the same thing again. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Cheated, uh, cheated on by my almost boyfriend. I've been seeing this guy for three months now, and we have this amazing connection. I broke off my two-year relationship for him. I never had these feelings uh, like this with anyone else. I hate to say it, but I feel like he is my soulmate. In just three months, we have gotten so close to where we're basically planning our lives together. Just last Friday, I got a message from his ex-girlfriend saying they're sleeping together, and she just thought I should know. Oh, man. He's talked about her before saying how she's obsessed with him. He ended the relationship with her because he, she has two kids and wanted his own family. She's 28, he's 23, and I'm 20 for reference. It's been the worst week of my life. I feel like I was totally blindsided. So I obviously asked her how long and when was the last time they slept together, and she said it's been going on for a while, and the last time was the night before she messaged me. She's also mentioned that she is in love with him and has complete was completely heartbroken when he ended it. What really got me mad was uh, was that I drove a half hour that night to see him and his family because his uncle randomly passed away. He introduced me to literally his whole family as his girlfriend, which made me feel like he was ready to take the next step into our relationship. Hey, I'm sorry. He was drinking a little. I'm sorry this happened to me. The next day, he texts me saying how he lost his keys at his friend's house, so he would go back there. Some, from what his ex said, he called her asking to pick him up that night, and she asked if he wanted to stay over since he was drunk and didn't have keys or his house, so I guess they slept together. His excuse was he was drunk. No, 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 no. Anytime I, I – listen, I'm sorry this happened. This is a shitty situation. I think you're young, you're 20. I, I think this is like a live-and-learn situation. It sounds like their relationship is toxic and you're getting pulled into that. You said you broke up with your two-year relationship for him. You need to be 20. You need to be single. You need to go hang out with your friends. Uh, I think being uh, this guy in three months, I think it's okay to get carried away, but you also have to at some point become realistic. And the realistic part is he cheated. He is uh, saying things to you that aren't true. He is playing two people off of each other. You're having people text you out of the blue. Run away. Don't walk. Run away. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Two gingers walk into a bar. Here are the sponsors. We're sponsored this week, okay, people? We are sponsored. Feature socks. These are the best socks I've ever worn. You can get the most comfortable running, walking, whatever socks at Features. F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S dot com. Features dot com. Use code JTRAIN for $10 off your first pair. Magic Spoon. I love Magic Spoon. I love the cocoa flavor. Zero sugars. 12 grams of protein. Get free shipping at 100% happiness guarantee at magicspoon.com slash JTRAIN. There's no reason not to try it. It's really good. Uh, Quip. 
love the Quip toothbrush. I love that you can set it up so it's always replacing it for you. You never have to think about it. Uh, start brushing your teeth with Quip. Go to getquip.com slash JTurn to get your first refill free. Roman, get treated for ED, hair loss, and more right from your own home. The best part about this is that you don't have to like go through the awkwardness of the doctor's office. You can do it from home. Free online visit. Free shop, uh, shipping. Get to Go to getroman.com slash JTrain. All of the sponsors are in the description of every episode. So if they can help you, help, uh, then use it and you help me. I've been a huge fan ever since both my sisters told me about you. I actually was supposed to go to your show in Boston way back in March, so I'm looking forward to hopefully going in the fall. I can't wait to come back to Boston. Anyways, I'll get to the point. I met a guy last Friday night. He was a friend of my sister's friend that we ran into at a beer garden. We really hit it off, so I ended up at his place that night. I actually stayed until 3 p.m. the next day, just talking and hanging out all day. The next night, Saturday, I texted him, sort of late night, asking to hang. So I went over and stayed late again the next day. Later on in the week, he texted me about a TV show we had talked about. I asked him if he was around this weekend. He didn't give a definitive answer. Uh, flash forward to Friday night, he texted me at 9 p.m. asking to hang out, so I went and once again stayed until about 3 p.m. the next day. My question is, even though every hangout has been a late night start, can it possibly turn into something a little more serious, especially since I've been staying so late the next day? And if it can be, what's my move to initiate this and show them I don't want to just late night hangouts? Any help would be appreciated. Thank you in advance. P.S. We're both redheads, hence the titles. So I don't think there's anything wrong with this situation. And yes, it can turn into something else. I would say that my relationship with my girlfriend is very similar, how we started is very similar to this. But you can't, he's got a certain key to the kingdom. He knows that. He knows you are open to him. That's fine. He knows you enjoy his company. That's fine. Now you have to let him know the key doesn't always work on his schedule. So yes, this can come become more, but you have to be totally okay with not taking these late night calls personally this is back to the first email that we did he's using the key that he has that's fine that key is gonna change the lock's gonna change soon and that's okay too but you have to let him know at some point that hey i'm actually not free tonight at nine i'm free this week would love to do drinks boom he's either gonna make that plan or he doesn't if he doesn't, he's not saying no to you. He's saying no to the situation. And I know that's hard to take. I know you're going to say, well, we spent till 3 p.m. It's easy to stay at someone's house till 3 p.m. It's easy to not leave your own house, to stay in the same house you just woke up in. So I understand what that just means you guys like each other or, you know, that just means you can stand each other. So that means there, there is a chance. It doesn't mean that there will be, like it's going to happen. It just means it can. You're enjoying each other's company. That's it. You just have to be totally in touch with your own. I am having a good time. Good. Now I want a different type of hangout. And so next time he asks, you know, you can hope that he asks you on a date, which he might. Maybe he does. Maybe he tries to use the key in a different way. But you just let him know the next time. Hey, uh, I'm actually not going out tonight, but I'd love to do drinks this week. Let me know. Boom. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do a charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is all boards are not created equal. 
because I'm getting sent many boards over Instagram. I'm getting sent a lot. And the thing is, they'll say, like, look at the one I'm looking at. Like, I, I, I got this message. Hey, Jared, I would love to see you comment, roast, critique my board. This segment is the perfect break from all the serious stuff going on. Thanks for the laughs and keep doing you. So then this, she sends me this board and I go, okay. Like, I don't know. Is this, and I'm showing it on the screen. Like, it's got fine. I, 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 what is this for? Is this for movie night on the couch while you're alone? Yeah, sure. That's a nice snack. Was this put out at a party? I, I would rather, I, they, I, if I walked into a party and I saw this, I'd be like, what's going on here? Didn't they, I didn't eat lunch for this party. Why, what, why is there like a couple like, you know, like, like Costco brand Ritz and, and some sort of jelly on here? Why is there four strawberries? Again, you need to let me know. Boards, like, that's the thing. Boards are for specific situations. They should match the thing. Is this for a wedding? If this is for a wedding, there should be a divorce. Is, and then here's another one. I'll put this one on the screen. This is a fine board. Is this at a, is this at a, is this at a party? Is this at an engagement party? If it is, I want to leave the engagement party. I'm, half, I'm, I'm still hungry. Is this at, is this at a, an outdoor event with a bonfire? I'd be like, okay, where's the fucking bread? Is this one part of a long table of spread where there's a whole bread section? Okay, now we're talking. But I, when, I, when you send me these charcuteries, some of you are so cocky that you just send it and you go, that's it. I, don't, I need to know what part of the country. I need to know what party this is going towards, how many people. That all plays into it. Not every charcuterie isn't for every situation. And yes, sometimes you go, whoa, this person outdid the situation. That can happen too. Sometimes it's not appropriate. Is this for two people? Is this for four? Is this for 10? I don't know. If it's for, if it's for 30 people, are you serving a dinner? Is there hot, uh, uh, hot appetizers? Is there hot hors d'oeuvres? I need to know more. I just don't... You, you can't just look at a charcuterie board and go, wow, this is perfect. That's what you guys are looking for. You guys are looking for me to tell you you're perfect. You're not. You haven't done shit. And your boards are not perfect. They're all flawed. And you're not even telling me what it's for. And if it's for a, a, a party of more than four people, everyone's going to be fucking hungry. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in your charcuterie chat to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com let's do some quick hit questions before we get out of here love these quick hit questions here we go hit the music shelby describe the best kind of bachelor contestant i love a bachelor contestant that is there for the person but also the drama i want someone who knows what they want and isn't there to make friends but could make friends Newly single after two-year relationship during corona. Now what? Hang out with your friends. Hang out with your friends. The problem with just jumping on a dating app is that you are saying, by going on the dating app, you are saying to people, I am here to date. And generally, after a two-year relationship, you want to be casual, which is fine. But when you hang out with your friends, they're with other friends. And let's if you met through your friends, other people... You can say you want to be casual because it's not like you were on a dating app. It's not like you were reaching out saying, hey, I'm here to date. That is more laid back. Let it come to you a little bit. There's time for the dating apps. How do you break silence after a breakup? 
You don't. It's over. You went through the hardest part. Why are you walking back into the house that's on fire? Opinion. They Snapchat their kids when you're not close to the stage of meeting them. So I'm guessing they're Snapchatting their kids with you in the picture, and they probably have older kids. I, If you're not ready for that, just say you're not ready for that. But if you're saying... Well, we're not even at that stage. Does it mean more? I wouldn't look into it. I think everyone's relationship with when they show their, you know, I wouldn't assume what the stages are for them. That's what you're doing. You're assuming a stage that you've created in your own mind. That's the stage. Obviously, showing you to their kids isn't as big a deal to them as it is to you. Guy I'm dating won't delete Insta pics with ex-girlfriend even though they broke up a year ago. What gives? Most people don't want to be told what to do. So I think you telling him, I want those pictures deleted, he becomes more uh, defiant. But also, it's not a good... It, it, to me, that shows me you're not uh, a team as much as maybe you think you are. Why do you say charcuterie so weird? See, you just did it again. I don't know how else to say it. That's how I say it. Did you not understand what I said? Seems like you did. Seems like a lot of you, and this is back to the grammar conversation. When someone corrects your grammar, even though they got it, the communication was made. And then they go, no, I wanted to help you. Okay, when are you giving me the quiz? When's the test? When are you going to make sure that I learn this? When are you going to make sure I'm a good person? Oh, you're not because you don't give a fuck. You just cared about telling other people that you're smarter than me. Best general career advice. So my best general career advice is... Threefold. Nobody thinks about you as much as you. They're not going to answer your first email. They'll answer your third email. Be pleasantly persistent. Now, how do those all come together? Part of looking, you know, career stuff is you're going to have to send cold emails. You're going to have to reach out to people that don't want to hear from you. So when someone doesn't get back to you, it's not personal to you. They didn't look at your email and go, oh, that fucking asshole. They, they looked at your email and they go, oh, okay, I'm not even thinking of you. They're thinking of themselves. So you're going to get forgotten about a lot. So it's not your first email. It's your third email. Reply to the email you sent. Hey, just wanted to follow up. I'm sure you've got other things going on. I'm sorry to be in your face. Just want to let you know I, I would love to get together. Love some advice. Second email. Hey, I know, I know I'm being, and you said, and again, this is back to pleasantly persistent. If they don't go back to your first email, send a one week follow-up. If they don't get back to your second email, one month follow-up. If you're in a rush to get in touch with this one person, then you're depending too much on that one person. Pleasantly persistent. It's okay to go, hey, I'm just following up. It's been a while. Just checking in. That's nice. It's not okay to go, hey, fuckhead. You haven't answered my email. Do you hate me? It's like, well, never going to fucking talk to you again. Blocked. Jay, uh, let's do another one. Uh, easiest, fastest way to figure out a guy's true intentions early on when dating. The easiest, fastest way to figure out a guy's true intentions is for you to know what you want. If you know what you want, anytime that doesn't happen, you know you can move on from the guy. Or you can let them know that they're not giving you what you want. But if you're waiting to be told someone else's, the thoughts in someone else's mind, then you're going to go to, you're always going to be disappointed because it's always going to be, if they like me, then I like them. And if I like them, no, 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 I want to date. 
Oh, you don't want to date? Okay, I gotta go. Two fingers. Best general career advice. We did that one easy. I don't know why I was asked. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm taping this on my iPhone. How to go from friends to more with a coworker? You need to realize that if your friends, if you're feeling something for a coworker, and all you do is hang out at work, that's because you guys see each other a lot and it's convenient. You need the hangout to happen in an inconvenient way. Hey, I'm doing drinks after work. That's a little more inconvenient. Hey, I'm hanging out this weekend with friends. That's a little more inconvenient than that. Are they hanging out with you inconveniently? That's the first step. And if not, then you're just a work thing. And you're friends and you flirt a little bit. Uh, So having no relationship with... Significant other having no relationship with their family, red flag or deal breaker. It's a red flag. I, I think it's one thing to have no relationship. It's one thing to hate. It's one thing to hold anger. I think it's worse to hold anger, and it's another thing to, to be aware that, hey, this just wasn't the right mix for us, and we try our best, and we're cordial, but not. So I think there's a difference in the two. Job hunting, pander, uh, job hunting pondering a move right now. Any thoughts of advice? I'd get the job before I get the city. I generally think people who are busy are happier. I think you're seeing right now a lot of people are upset in many different ways, and it's because they're not as busy as they used to be, so you have time to think of all the horrors and, and miserable parts of life, and you have time to look at other people's lives in a very uh, produced version over social media, so you're like, they're happy. How come I'm not happy? So it makes you more unhappy. So I would say to you, when you have a job, when you have self-worth, when you feel good about what you're doing, then everything else seems to fall into place including your city. So find a job that makes you feel fulfilled and wherever that city happens to be, I think you're going to enjoy it. Because also, I've traveled a good amount over the past four years. I've probably, I I was traveling, you know, I, I probably traveled 45 weeks last year. I saw a lot of different cities. They're all a very fun place to live if you like what you're doing and the, and the, and the value you feel out of your job. That's our podcast. We'll be back next episode. Boom.